Now just before we let you go, changing tack a little bit, there was news broke yesterday that uh, Billy Joe Saunders and Callum Smith had both turned down initial offers to face Canelo in May. Um, what do you make of that? They're obviously after the best deal for themselves. Some people would say, just take the offer that's there, because once you make that big win, huge upset, then you, you're made for life. I can only go by, we had, uh, I do that show uh, before the bell, and we had Billy Joe with Chris, with Chris Lloyd, yeah, and I had um, Billy Joe Saunders on the, on, the, the, on the show, and we were talking about it, and he's desperate for the fight. And look, it, I mean, there's no secret going by Billy's uh, social media. He's not, he's not shy of a few quid. He's not, um, you know, money isn't his driving force behind this fight. Don't get me wrong, he wants to get paid correctly, but he's looking at other parts of the contract i don't know if there's something to do with the weight you never know um oh, was, was that a bell um the, the venue judges referee things like that he wants it to be a fair fight that's what he wants so um i think there may be something there i don't think it's money that they're turning down i think it's you know some some other obligations that he's not happy with but look like you say it's about getting in there i truly believe billy joe saunders has the beating of Canelo. I think if he gets it right on the night, doesn't get hit, I think he can win. And the reason being, though Billy's guilty of this as well, I think Canelo can be one pace. We see it against Kovalev, and don't get me wrong, I think he was trying to systematically break Kovalev down, but he did it at quite a slow pace. He doesn't really burst into gear, and I think to beat someone like Billy Joe Saunders, you've got to have um, a varied tempo. And um, yeah, it's all gone a bit quiet in here. <laughs> Because you've said that about Canelo, that's why. He predicted Canelo's going to lose and it's gone quiet. All right, well, we really appreciate your time and um, best of luck with the, with the charity. Andrew McCart, IFL TV and Association with MTK Global. I'm here in London. With me I've got Luther Clay. Luther, there's a little bit of back and forth there with you and Chris Congo. I mean, you're defending your WBO Global title. What's your thoughts on the fight itself? Very good fight, hard fight, you know. Obviously everyone knows Chris has been around on the scene for a long time. He's part of the GB team and I'm tall, rangy, uh, experienced. So yeah, it's going to be a tough fight, but I'm ready for it. What, was, uh, what did he say to trigger you off there when at the press conference? He said something that he was, he was training hard and you were like, shut up, I don't care, sort of thing. I mean, nah, what I brought mean, that on? I was talking, you know, I let him speak and I was, they asked me a couple questions and then he said something like, you better be ready. I was like, why wouldn't I be ready? And he goes, because I am. I goes, yeah, you've got eight weeks to be ready. It's your job. Shut up. I mean, the top, top table here is welterweight heavy. You've got yourself against Chris Congo, Conor Benz fighting on the bell. You've got obviously Dave, uh, Josh Kelly versus David Avanissian. It's quite an exciting division to be in the welterweight division, isn't it? All going well against Chris Congo, you yeah. could be fighting some of these guys. Yeah, it's a very deep, deep division. Always has been, always been strong. And um, 
yeah, you know, it's good. There's always opportunities for me. Uh, as you've seen, um, David has won a world title, had a misstep, come back again. Now he's main event in here, so you know, there's always opportunities in boxing. Like, so I'm very happy to be on such a spill. Chris Congo has been out the ring for almost a year when he fights you in March 28. Uh, do you think that will play a factor going into this fight? The fact that you've been more active than him? Uh, it, I mean, it might have a little factor, but I don't reckon he'll have a lot because he's had a couple pullouts where he's been in camp, he's been sparring, he's been training, and for whatever reason things have fell through. Uh, but like he says, he stayed in the gym and what he's, about, he's lived the life, so you know I can't concentrate on that. I don't know whether it will or it won't, but you know I'm just concentrating on myself. Concentrating on yourself. I mean, he's a tall, tall welterweight. I mean, what is he? Six foot one, maybe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's tall, slender man. Uh, how are you going to get these, these spawn partners? And you're going to have to be spawn middleweight, so you're not. Yeah, you, you know we're going to get whatever spawn we can get. That's uh, replicates the height. Um, so welterweights, super well with middles. So, you know, we'll do what we need to do. You're defending your WBO global title. Now, forgive me, I don't know. The global title sounds like a world title when you call it a global title. Is all going well for you against Chris Congo on March 28th. Is that the route you're going to take to maybe go down that WBO welterweight route? Uh, with the title, Terence Crawford is the champion down there. Look, with the title, it's a ranking belt. It yeah, just yeah, gets yeah. you ranked. Um, whether or not I pick up, let's get past Chris and I fight someone on there and the top 15, whatever, and keep climbing up that way, or whether I fight British fights. At the end of the day, it's about getting the right fights challenging fights and stepping up every time it doesn't matter whether i'm going the british route like i'm fighting chris or i'm fighting someone that's ranked at wbo or world ranked somewhere it doesn't matter it's about the fights and um, i've kept showing everyone that i'm about taking the fights and i will take the fights so you know um, i don't want to hear no trolling about the global right whatever <laughs> it's a ranking vote is what it is well you said it you said it uh, you said you'll fight anyone. I take it this fight was, was Chris Congo was put to you. It was an easy fight to make. Just a simple yes from yourself. Yeah, I mean, um, Eddie called out um, simple. Do you want to fight Chris Congo? And I said how much. Said the numbers are okay. When? How many rounds? Cool. Done. It was done like that. They gave us 48 hours. We did it in 30 minutes or less. You know, what I mean, it was a simple phone conversation. So, you know, both parties raring, willing to go, and um, yeah, it's going to be a great fight. What can the, you said it's going to be a great fight. What can the fans expect from you on, on March 28th? It's going to be everything, man. You know, it's going to be some boxing, some, you know, some inside fighting, some outside fighting. It's going to be everything because a fight like this, you're going to have to do everything. You can't afford to work one part of the game and leave something else. You're going to have to be at my best, tip top, and uh, do everything I need to do. Quickly, can I get a prediction for the main event, Kelly versus David Avenician? You know, I think Josh Kelly versus David. I think if Kelly. If Kelly can keep his energy levels up and control the range and the speed of what the fight's for, then I, I feel like Kelly has the edge over in boxing. You know? But David is very strong, very conditioned, very explosive. I don't know if he's like the most powerful hunter, but he's very explosive and he throws his punches in, in bunches. So that's ultimately what you know knocks you out. And as he's shown against Kerman, uh, the, the Spaniard, and, and again the, the other Spanish, yeah, twice, he has got power and he is conditioned in his throwing combinations. And I don't think Kelly can afford too much to maybe languish on the ropes as much so uh, we'll see he just, I think Kelly just has to be at the top of his game I think he can outbox him well Luther thanks for this Vice TV and uh, I might see you on March 28th but if not good luck on fight night Appreciate see you soon champ thank you
Andrew McCart, IFL TV in association with MTK Global. I'm here in London. Announced a huge fight with David Avanissian against Josh Kelly, but on the undercard is another huge middleweight clash against you and Mr. Clay. Yeah. How you feel with that fight? I'm great. The fight come up to me, I took it straight away. Didn't no no thinking about it. No, I took the fight. So I'm more than ready and more than prepared. We're we're well ahead of schedule now, so just looking forward to the fight. You mentioned there that um, you've been out of the ring, I think on March 28th, for almost be a year. Uh, yeah, like 11 months. 11 months since you've been out of the ring. Is that yeah. a clear factor in spite of a little bit of ring rust, do you think? Uh, no, no, it won't play no factor. So the main thing is, if I, if, I haven't, if I wasn't in the gym, then I would have been thinking maybe, but I've been in the gym, like I said, for nine, nine and a half months. The month and a half I wasn't in the gym, that's the time to let the body rest because the body resting is also part of training. So we need to always remember that. So I was always ready, always taking over, looking for the opportunity. And then when this come up to me, I took it with both hands. Talk a bit with the clear then, I was a little bit of a small back and forth between you and him when he was trying to talk. What did you say to him that sort of triggered him to have a little clap back at you? Uh, not much. I think he was talking about. I said, I'm, I said, I'm always training anyway, and he said, Oh, it's your job to train. I said, Yeah, of course it's my job. And then he said, Shut up or whatever. But you said he was funny. Yeah, I said, Yeah, you're funny. Man. You're funny. Can so. we expect a little bit more of this leading up to the fight? Or is it just going to be strictly business? Boy, it can be strictly business. Whatever he wants to bring, I take it. Like I said. I come up the hard way in, 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 in the sport of boxing as a pro and the fire is in the belly and I'm ready, 100% ready. I'm going to rip the belt. I'm not taking no chances, not leaving it to the judges. We're going to rip the belt off the champion, guaranteed. It's going to be a great fight. I know that, but all going well for you. you. You're obviously very confident on this fight. You said you're going to rip the title. It's not going to go to the judges. Definitely. All going well for you in this fight. I mean, the top table there was littered with welterweights. Mm -hmm. Top welterweights, Josh Kelly, David Avanissian, Conor Ben was sitting up there. Mm -hmm. You win this fight, is your name going to be amongst them names? 100%. My name is already amongst the names, but I need my name to be amongst the names as the number one. So I, for me, I need to prove to the peoples and prove that I am the number one welterweight in the country, no doubt. But as you mentioned, you spawned Josh Taylor, mm -hmm. and uh, you've spawned yeah. him quite a lot. I've spawned him loads. Just, uh, I've been in every single camp. <laughs> how are them spots? I must, I've got to ask, how are them spots with you and Josh? People, people know we, we always, it's good sparring. We always give it to each other. What, what, if you want to see a real spot, that's what a spar is like. And if I weren't that good, I wouldn't be getting the call all the time. So I know my level. That's why I believe that I can be, by the end of the year, I can be at the top table. If I'm sparring all the top boys, I know I'll get there. I just need the fights. Let's talk about the top table then. David Avanissian against Josh Kelly. What's your thoughts on that fight? Do you have a winner? Hard fights. Yeah, I have a winner. Hard fights. I'm going to have to ask you the name. I'm going to have to ask you the name. I mean, Josh Kelly, slippery, good fighter. Very slick fighter as well. Um, David Avanissian, strong come forward fighter, he's a switch hitter too, see him change the southpaw to orthodox. For me, i got uh, Kelly winning this fight, just being as smooth as he is, but he's just got to keep up the momentum from the round one to round 12, and he's got the decision, 100%. You mentioned the top table, would you like to face one of these guys this year? 100%, 100% this year, I'd love Conor Ben or Josh Kelly, any of them, yeah, big British, British title fight. For the British title, he knows. I would fight Chris Jenkins, beat him, defend it against um, Conor Ben, and sit vice versa if Conor Ben want to fight 
um, Chris Jenkins for the title or Josh Kelly want to fight Chris Jenkins for the title defend it against them no problem I wanted to touch by the Luther Clay fight you are significantly significantly taller than Luther mm -hmm. like about maybe five five inches taller is that going to play a, a part in this fight? hundred percent I'm a big role to it I'm you a big role to it I don't really spar. I, I, I don't really spar welterweights, but I spar bigger guys because I think like I need to push myself a bit more. But definitely, it's gonna play a big, big part in this fight. 100. Well, Chris, we'll keep you much longer. Thanks for this fight from TV. Thank you. Enjoy the rest of your day, and hopefully, Cheers. I'll see you March 28th, champ. You Thank are, you very much. 100%. Well, Jesse, we're now just a few weeks out from a fight that really kind of plants another big flag in the ground from Matchroom USA, yourself against Mikey Garcia. Just how much are you looking forward to this one? I'm very much looking forward to it. I mean, I'm happy to be a part of Matchroom Boxing. I'm happy to kick off several events with Matchroom here in the US, and this one being one of the biggest fights of the year. I'm stoked. I uh, feel very confident about the fight. I'm happy that the fans are very excited that we were able to make this fight possible, and we're going to give them fireworks. I mean, it's going to be a very entertaining fight, and I'm looking forward to it. I don't want to, you know, just feel overconfident that this show is, is going to be the best, one of the best of the year, or the best of the year, but I definitely will assure that it will be one of the best cards of, uh, of the year of 2020. I mean, you not only have Mikey Garcia and I, I mean, the fans are already stoked just for this fight itself, but you also have Chocolatito Gonzalez fighting for a title, he's fighting for the WBA title, I think it's going to be a very interesting fight. And uh, you got Martinez also, who's a very young champion, who has plenty of talent. I mean, I'm here to speak about my fight, but honestly, I'm just happy that Matchroom was able to put on uh, such a great show for the fight fans on the zone. And uh, I think it's, it's, it's going to be fantastic, Sky Sports in the UK. It's, uh, it's going to be a big night, memorable night on leap year. February 29th doesn't come every year. You know, and uh, I think we're going to make it a special one. Uh, the minute that I signed with Matchroom Boxing, we spoke with Eddie, and a fight against Mikey Garcia was a future fight that could have been made. And now 2020, the fight is made. I mean, it's basically set in our agreement that if a fight against Mikey Garcia is made, you know what I mean? So it was, it was there. It was, it was always a possibility. Eddie saw it as a good fight, and so did the fans, because the minute that this fight was promoted and the minute that it was announced, the fans just, um, I mean, grabbed onto it quickly. Ticket sales are going extremely fast from what I've heard, which is great news for us because whenever you're gonna have a packed stadium, you're gonna have a great fight because we're gonna make sure to deliver. Given that Mikey lost to Spence, you know, he, he jumped up two weight classes and you yourself have been wanting to fight at 154 for a while. How easy was the decision to kind of make, make this fight at 147 for you? It was a tough decision. It really was. I had my eyes on other things. Uh, I had already left the welterweight division, but it was just a recent decision, which made me accept the fact that it, it was just enough time for me to change my decision and say, okay, I'll go back down to 147. Uh, first question was, can I go back to, down to 147? The first fight that I had at Super Welterweight wasn't actually 154, it was 151 pounds, I believe. And so I was right in between the weight division between 47 and 54. So I could still make 47 tight, but I could make it. And um, I mean, 54, I was just 
want to be a three division world champion. But now, you know, with this big opportunity, the minute that Eddie announced it to me, he um, he offered me this opportunity. I said, let's make it happen. Let's make it happen. And here we are now, 2020, fighting against Mikey Garcia. And I'm, I'm very much looking forward to it. And once I beat Mikey, shit, I'll take on Spence, I'll take on Pacquiao, whoever is, is on the list. Uh, you know, I don't know how long I'll stay at welterweight because it is becoming tight, but I would say that I would uh, give it another two fights, you know what I mean? Because I do, I do want to capture another world title and then immediately after go up to 154. This is a big opportunity for both of us. I agree 100%. Uh, you know, we both have a large, huge background, you know, a huge backing from what we have accomplished, but it, the road doesn't stop here for me. You know, I'm looking forward to accomplish, accomplishing so much more, becoming champion again and becoming one of the greater, greatest fighters out there. In order for that, I have to defeat Mikey Garcia in spectacular fashion. And I know him, I have respect for him, but at the end of the day, when, when the minute the bell rings, I want to be the man on top. I want to make sure that I give the fans a great performance and make a big impact in the boxing world. Make a statement to where I let everybody know that I'm one of the best in the division. I'm, I'm the best in the division. That's what I want to show them. So in order for that, I have to make sure that I look extremely well against uh, Mikey Garcia and defeat him in spectacular fashion. You said this is the biggest fight of your career. What changes have you made personally to kind of meet Mikey? Um, I'd say the vision that I have, the vision, the mentality. I have a good team behind me. They all know exactly what I want to do. And I understand what, I understand everything that they are offering to me when it comes to technique, when it comes to the training regimen. Uh, I mean, I understand them well. They understand my ideas also. They understand my style. I understand their style as trainers. And I think, you know, it just comes with maturity. You know, I'm at a point in my life where I feel, I never felt this confident about myself, about my fighting ability, uh, about the vision that, that I have for my future. You know, I have no doubt that, that uh, I mean, that anything could go against me. I mean, I'm, 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 I'm only looking to the future and I see great things happening. I could just, it's just so clear to me what I want to accomplish and it's gonna happen because I just don't see it going any other way. The place that you kind of, you know, you just described that you, you see yourself at now, how would you describe the last sort of 12 to 18 months, I guess since signing with Matching and Design, because there's been a couple of sort of frustrating draws there that obviously you want to kind of prove yourself and move on for, but how would you describe the sort of last, again, 12 to 18 months? I would say plenty of learning experiences in the business world and in the boxing world in, in every way possible, but it shaped me to have a different mindset to say, fuck it, what's up? You know what I mean? I'm here to fight. I'm not here to wear a suit. I'm not here to uh, uh, try to look nice. I'm here to make sure that I perform at the highest level. And that, that's something that's changed, that's changed in me this late 2019 and, and, and early, I mean, 2020 now. It's just, I don't care. I mean, I'm, I'm here to perform. That's all I care about. All I care about is me performing well, uh, showing that I'm at the top level. I'm not trying to be nice to anyone. I'm just trying to be me. You know, if people like me, people don't like me, I don't care anymore. I mean, it is what it is. Uh, and I'm here to put a beating on somebody. I'm here to win. Uh, I'm here to win by knockout if possible. And that's just the mentality that just automatically clicked. It just changed. She said, Jesse, don't give a fuck about anything, man. Just pay attention about what you want to accomplish and 
let the rest flow. You know, I mean, I'm not here to, yeah, to become friends with anybody. I'm here to, to be the best, be the best man possible. You know what I mean? And, and as a fighter, and as a human being, to my family, besides that, you know what I mean? Make sure that I'm at the top of the level in the sport. I think that's just something that just has changed, and I don't understand why, but it just has. Uh, I'd say that a my career will not be done until I become a four division world champion. That's how I see it. Uh, 47 and then 54 and then 60. I want I want to be champion at 60 also, but you know, all in due time. And um, it's just uh, with progress, you know, comes success. And I'll make sure to stay on that path, stay in that that same goal, same goal that I've had for many years now. And I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to this ride. But it all begins February 29th because that's the moment that if I become victorious, which I plan to be, bigger and better things come. Yeah, everyone is expecting fireworks, is, is expecting a, a brawl, a war, you know, between two Mexican-American fighters. I mean, it's surprising how there's several people that have mentioned this fight to have you know, all the reasons for it to be a classic, and not only a classic, but they've also compared it to a Barrera-Morales fight, a possible Barrera-Morales fight. But you know what? I mean, I hope that it lives up to that, you know, because the Morales-Barrera fight stayed in history, you know, and will always stay in history, and hopefully our fight will as well. The power that I'm possessing now, the confidence, the, the speed, the explosiveness, is just on another level. I don't know what clicked. I don't know what clicked uh, late last year, but something changed in me where I just, my confidence is just up here, probably because of the way I feel. I come into the gym and I tell my trainer, like, man, I feel good. I feel physically stronger than ever. And I mean, it's, it's very obvious, it's showing. Man, and and, I'm, and that, that gives me, you know, a, a lot of confidence and definitely a lot of happiness to know that my body is really maturing and feels good and it's performing at its best. There was a time in my career in 2011-ish when I had someone in my team that said, no, Jesse, no, 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 you gotta, don't treat your sparring partners bad. Like, be nice to them, they're here to help you. You know, they're, they're, helping, they're helping you prepare. And I'm like, all right, all right. I, I beat them up and I say, oh, all right, all right, let me, let me give them some time off. You know, let me let him recover. I'm beating him up. And he just changed the mindset then. Because before then, when I was a youngster and I was a teenager and I was in my 20s, 21s, you know, you couldn't stop me. And now I feel like I have that mentality again that I had then when I was 19, 20, 21, 22. And then the 23 kind of changed. And, and now I'm back at it where it's just the aggressive mindset. I mean, in order to be in the sport, you have to be aggressive mentally. And of course, I mean, physically when the bell rings, but mentally, you know, the aggression is serious in this game. You know, not too many people come to think about it, you know, but if you look at it, Mike Tyson, you know, uh, even Muhammad Ali had his moments where he was just aggressive mentally. And I think that's something that I needed and I got it back. A new phase for me, a new, newly and improved Jesse Vargas from the core up. So it's, it's uh, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it because it's really making me live up to what I'm capable of. I've never felt this way. I don't understand why, but I'm very happy that something changed. February 29th is the beginning of the year. That means we could still make another two fights after that. And I would have to sit down with my team 
and uh, figure out what's next, what's next in my career. But it's I only saw it, I only see it going up and up from here. I'm looking forward to it. It's it's, it's going to be a fun ride and a fight that I'm going to enjoy giving to the fans. I love giving my fans great fights. I always have. There's been fights where I can make them easier than 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 I should, easier than I did. But I ended up making it a little tougher on me. But because I made it more of a war, I made it more of a fight. You know, several times when it's happened, it's just in me. I like giving my fans action-packed fights. You know, and uh, I think this is going to be another one of them. So 2020 is a very important year for you. Uh, do you think you could fight for a British title if everything goes to plan? We were supposed to be fighting for the British title next. We were supposed to be fighting Garton next. Then fights never happened. We offered them a, you know, a lot of money more than they've ever got paid if you add up their whole careers' purses. So listen, it don't bother me. They brought something to the table, which is why I wanted to fight him. See all these other fighters calling me out for clout. I ain't interested. Do you know what I mean? At all. If they were me, would they fight them? No, because I'm not afraid to fight somebody or I don't want the smoke or I, you know, all that nonsense. Listen, I fight any man. Do you know what I mean? So, listen, we've offered a, um, another guy a fight. He's ranked top 50 in the world. Um, and then after, look again at Samuel Vargas. We offered him the fight for March 28th, but he's fighting Virgil Ortiz. So, listen, a fight's a fight. He's got two arms, he's got two legs. I ain't really fussed, do you know what I mean? Yeah, Chris Conger called you out as well. Were you surprised? What do you make of that? Listen, he's, he's sitting there now. He would, he, would have, he would have said something, do you know what I mean? It's all that loofah sitting there. They all pipe up on social media. But, you know, if they really, if they, if they tried it, trust me, I would have cussed them down. If they really tried something, uh, trust me, I would have shut them down. Do you know what I mean? I don't, it, don't take, it takes me two seconds to get my back up. You know, I fancy as it is, it takes me two seconds to get my back up. Do you know what I mean? They ain't say nothing. You know, let them sit there and, you know, talk about whatever they want to talk about, have their little petty, silly arguments, because, you know, if, if they wanted to confront me like that, trust me, I'd say something. Trust me, I'd get up. Do you know what I mean? So, listen, I ain't interested. If he wants to call me after the sparring session and that we had, I ain't fussed. I ain't fussed at all. So, uh, lastly, 2020, um, basically the most important year of your life, do you think? Uh, every year is an important year. Forget the year. Each fight's an important fight moving forward. Um, will I hit the deck a few times this year? I wouldn't be surprised. Would I have some? Would I have some worrying parts in the fight? Of course I will. But listen, it's all good. Good luck in 2020, mate. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers. So I'm Michael Talat behind the gloves. I'm joined with Adam Booth. How you doing, Adam? Good. How you doing? Interesting press conference. What do you make of that? Which part? Be specific. Uh, um, the part where he called you a con? I'm not interested. It means nothing to me. Are you more interested about the fight right now? <laughs> right now and every day. Yeah, this is the fight. This is the fight that we've wanted for Josh for a long time. So, um, of course, he drew against Ray Robinson last year. Does that give him good experience going forward? He's learned a lot. Do you think that would help? Absolutely. Remember, he drew with Ray Robinson who drew with Kavalauskas, who knocked out Avanesian. And that was after 10 pro fights. So yes, that gives him great experience to let him know that even on a night where he didn't perform that well, with an injury, that he already belongs at that level. So do you think Josh Kelly could do it? Say that again. Do you think he could probably uh, perform at his best against? 
I know he can. I don't know what Josh is capable of, and he just needs to fight and the opponent to bring it out of him. My belief is that Avanesian is the perfect fella for that. So you've um, coached some of the biggest personalities like David Hay and George Groves is not bad as well. They've all had their criticism. Um, Josh Kelly got criticism after pulling out. How does he take that kind of stuff? Does he thrive on it or does he get a bit, does he, like, does it get a bit personal for him? It's all part of his journey and he realises now more that opinions don't mean anything. They mean absolutely nothing. The only thing that matters is what he believes and what he wants to do and how he wants to live his life. Opinions mean nothing and athletes and people in the public eye need to, need to understand that. Treat praise and criticism as the same imposter. So, of course, you're probably one of the biggest um, coaches in Britain. And when someone leaves their coaches, you're always, your name's always up there. And, of course, Josh Taylor left the McGuigans. Any news on that? Do you feel, feel like you might be able to uh, coach him? Or? We, 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 did a, we did a few days, enjoyed our time together. Um, but he's got a, it's a difficult decision for him to make because he's considered number one in the world and he's got a big target on his back and he's only had 16 pro fights and he's unified the belts and he worked with Shane McGuigan his entire career and they had that success together and now now he's separated from the McGuigans completely the the next choice he makes is is an important one and he's got to take his time and think about it seriously even yeah, someone like who's coaching like McGuigans most of their most of his career what yeah so how would you what would you do differently with him? Do you think there's much to change with him? Or I'm not going to I'm not going to go into any specifics of what we discussed and what we what we thought about working on because that's not what I do. I don't talk about that type of detail with fighters. Um, uh, but like I said, he's he you know, he's got no choice. He's number one, big target on him, and he's got to make that choice and get himself ready for for his next defence. So a win for Josh Kelly on March the 28th. Where could that put him in the world stage? Well, it will put him on the world stage, right? It will announce him as a genuine top five ranked fighter. And the job, more importantly, with this type of opponent, who's strong, who's going to come looking for him, will allow Josh and force Josh to show what he's truly about. And do you still believe he's the best fighter you've had? In terms of his abilities to do different things, absolutely. Um, almost like he's, he's, his asset is his biggest enemy sometimes because he can do so many different things he has too many choices and sometimes when something's working perfectly and the other guy ain't got an answer for it don't change what you do don't open a door for him somewhere else and I think the Ray Robinson fight showed that in the first four rounds he was quite comfortable and he was cleaning rounds and I think he got he, he wasn't stimulated enough because Robinson was a, a long sort of long-range southpaw and and that was the lesson from that fight but in terms of his ability yeah he's He's got the toughness and the talent to go to the very top and stay there for a long time.